Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back, mummers. For a time now, I've wanted to start interviewing mummers, beautiful, regular mummers from around the world who are doing what we're trying to talk about here at the Happy Mama Movement podcast, which is find themselves again, honour themselves as women in this season of motherhood that we're in. And so from now on, every couple of episodes, I'm going to bring you an interview with a mama, not an author or expert or guru, just a mama that I know is trying her very best to honor herself in her own way. And of course, the first person I wanted to do for this interview is a beautiful mama by the name of Sarah. You will hear her story in just a moment. But it has been a journey of two years of finding herself. And now what has come from that is truly inspirational. Enjoy. what it means to be a mother and a woman in this day and age. I'm Amy Taylor Cabaz, author, mama and former journalist. After spending 15 years chasing news and burning myself out trying to be superwoman, I realized that I was chasing a dream that no longer served me. And since then, have dedicated myself to understanding the transition that we go through as women when our whole identity shifts with motherhood. Every week, I will bring you the very best insights and inspiration I can find to help us all change the way we feel about this time in our lives and create a movement that allows us to honour motherhood differently. Sarah, thank you so much for agreeing to do this with me. I am so grateful. You're welcome. It's great to be chatting with you. So Sarah, let's go back to when you and I met. I really want to paint this picture because for me, it's so clear in my mind of that moment when I met you, 
Lisa Kordaf, my beautiful friend, and many listeners would know her. Lisa and I ran a workshop, an all-day event in Melbourne just over two years ago now. And we'd spent the day together, a room full of mamas, done lots of work. And then right at the end, we were asking and taking questions. And I remember you, Sarah, stood up from almost the back row and just asked this question that had the whole room holding their breath, tears falling down their face. And it was just this moment of you standing up and saying how you were feeling. Do you remember that as clearly as I do? I'm sure you do. Uh, Yeah, it was like a turning point in my life, I suppose, because I remember I asked you, how do I deal with negativity? Not from other people, but from myself. And then I don't remember anything else after those words because I just kept talking. It was like the floodgates open and I just needed to share what was going on in my life. And really, I think I was just crying out for help, how to figure out what to do next. And that's what I remember your question was too. I don't know how to start. And I don't even remember what I said. It just flowed out of me. There was something about you and I were meant to have that conversation at that time. But what is so powerful about that. As you said, it was you putting your hand up and saying, I need an answer and a way out here. Can you give us a bit of background about what brought you to that, asking that question? Well, at that stage, I had three small children. So they were, I had a baby and a two-year-old and a four-year-old. Mm-hmm. So life was pretty constant. And I guess to go back to when things started to get, I guess, kind of difficult. Um, We were living on a farm and we still are. And um, basically my husband's hours are very long as lots of women's husband's hours are long or anyone who is the stay-at-home parent. And I had just basically had to give myself over to motherhood, I suppose, And it wasn't even intentional, um, as nobody, I guess, does that intentionally. It's just what naturally happens when you become a mother. So I had these little babies and um, it was just me most of the time. So it's quite a um, constant situation and there's not a lot of time for yourself. So before I had children, I was living in Melbourne I was running my own contract coding company, seeing friends, having travelled overseas, all those kind of things that you do in your 20s. And then once we got married, we moved back here to southwest Victoria and we had our first child not long after that. And then when she was two and a half, I got pregnant with my second child. Oh, sorry, I had my second child. And um, during that pregnancy, I had a maternal heart condition which then resulted in having a caesarean section. So that was pretty traumatic as it was, but um, as everyone does, you don't really get time to recover from that birth or pregnancy experience. And then next thing you know, you're at home with a baby and a two-year-old and um, lots of hours on your own trying to figure it out. So not long after he was born, I was diagnosed with postnatal depression. And... um, you know, that in itself is an isolating experience. But to do, to try to deal with that, I suppose, in many long hours on your own is quite isolating. 
and I just started drowning in motherhood, I suppose. Um, I never expected to find motherhood as difficult as I did find it at that point. I knew it would be constant and um, I guess, you know, they're so dependent on you and your, you know, their lifeline. But I kind of, um, I guess I didn't know it was going to be so overwhelming and being needed and wanted all the time. And then also dealing with um, with depression, which was not something that had ever been uh, a problem in my life before, fortunately. Mm. So um, from that point, then when my second child was 10 months old, I got pregnant with my third child, wow. which was a complete surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so there I was still with postnatal depression, pregnant with two small children and still in the long hours at home on my own. So that heart condition flared up again at the end of that pregnancy. And um, when she was born, my toddler was still a toddler and I had a just turned four-year-old. And I guess um, at that point, I just thought I've completely lost who I am. My once thriving business was at a complete standstill because obviously I didn't have any time to commit to that. Um, I was carrying a lot of baby weight that I didn't have time to work on losing. And um, a lot of my friendships were sort of dwindling because I frankly just didn't have time to return calls or texts. If there was a moment in time, it was a choice between do I eat something or do I try to sleep? (laughs) Yes, total survival mode. Absolutely. And that's not something that you can maintain in the long term. It's... um, it gets to a point where you just think I've got to do something to rescue myself from the state of mind that I'm in and to be a better mother and wife and friend. So um, when you're living in a rural area, uh, it's actually amazing how wonderful social media can be. Obviously it has its drawbacks, but there's also some great positives from it. And through trying to discover how to eat better and lose that baby weight and look after my family a bit better. I started following Lisa Cordoff uh, from Small Steps to Whole Foods. She was then. Mm. And I did a Whole Foods program and then she was running this Real and Raw seminar in Melbourne, which was right in the middle of harvest on the farm. (laughs) So it wasn't the perfect time. But I thought, you know what, I'm just going to book it and we're going to make it work and I have to go and do something to try to get myself out of the situation that I'm in so I signed up and I made it happen and and that's when I met you that day and coincidentally I remember the very next day my 40-day program which was reconnect at the time started and I remember you signed up on that day and started the next morning with the 40-day practice and it's just been the most amazing two years with you for the mamas that are listening Over the last two years, sorry, there's just a bump in the back there. I'm just going to do that sentence again. Over the last two years, Sarah has done every program I have put out (laughs) and I have just watched her do one thing after another, after another, after another to literally find herself again. And it has been one of the most inspiring and 
grateful experiences I've had is to watch this with you, Sarah, and share it with you. So to kind of sum up the last two years, let's just go right back to that first program again. Um, how did you start changing the way you were thinking and you were feeling about motherhood? Do you remember the steps that you have kind of gone through? Well, I remember thinking um, when you said that your program was starting the very next day, I thought I could say to myself, I haven't got time to do that or I could sign up for it and make it happen just like I had with going to the Real and Raw seminar that day. So I signed up and like what you and I have spoken about before, it was a sliding doors moment mm. in my life. So I think... You know, I didn't know anything about meditation or journaling or those kind of things that um, obviously I'd never taken an interest in or had time to prioritise. And so I can't explain how wonderful the three-minute meditation that you do in your Reconnect program helped me because I said to my husband when I got home, I got out on the tractor with him in the night time and just explained everything about what happened that day and I said right I'm setting up an area in the house in the study which is going to be just for me and that's where I'm going to do my meditation and print out all the worksheets and just I'm just going to make it happen he goes yep let's do it says and so he was very supportive and that's obviously what I needed was as well was support from him and for him to understand that this is something that we really had to make happen and so I did. Um, and the three-minute meditation, just somebody saying to you, you're enough, you're strong, you know, you, it's, it's that positive reinforcement. It's, that's just, it's unexplainable how powerful that is if you're willing to absorb it. That's what I was about to say. So when you started listening, though, do you remember, did you feel like oh, this isn't even my truth because I've hear from so many mamas that say they listen at the beginning to things like that and it feels like a lie. They don't feel kind or strong or um, in control or enough or any of those things. I guess I've kind of been lucky in the sense that I've always had a pretty strong self-confidence. Mm. Um, I'm the youngest of five. I'm from a very big family and we're, you know, pretty social outgoing kind of people. So um, I had that background and whilst I'd sort of lost that part of myself in the early years of my children's lives, um, it was there in the background. So I, I'd had to just tap back into that and go, you know what, you can do this and you can be the mother that you want to be and you can be the woman that you want to be again. But honestly, up until your Redefine program just a couple of months ago, um, it's taken two years for me to get to this point where I feel like I, I've redefined who I am as a woman mm. and that I've rediscovered myself again. But isn't that the whole process of matrescence, which I now understand? I didn't know that yes. when you and I met two years ago, is yeah. that it is a process. It takes years. But what you've been able to do that I want every mama listening to hear is that you've just chipped away at it, if you want to call it that. Yeah. You've just taken these little steps each day. You know, you told your husband, I'm going to do this. You listened to the three-minute meditation. You printed out the workbooks. Even with three kids under five and six on a farm, on your own, you know, if you do the small things, it does add up, doesn't it? 
Yeah, absolutely. Because like everyone knows, that's all you can find sometimes yeah. is just a few minutes. So, um, but once you start that, I guess you'd call it an awakening, that's what mm. I felt like I was doing. You, um, you just get such a thirst for it that you want to listen to a podcast while you're pegging out the washing or, mm-hmm. um, you know, whenever you can find a moment, you're reading something like um, listening to podcasts um following inspirational people on instagram you know um and getting inspiration from other people and that's where i think the best part of it for me was our reconnect and the next level facebook groups with the other mamas who were going through exactly the same thing as me and the conversations that we had Mm. were just amazing because you feel like you're the only one feeling that way and that perhaps you're disappointed in yourself for feeling that way and this wasn't the way it was supposed to be but to feel to hear that there's other women out there feeling the same and that you can have an open conversation about it is just phenomenal and that strength in that sisterhood is just amazing when you're especially when you're living in an isolated community I guess. Yeah, I've had had so many mamas in regional areas and on farms over the years. I, I totally agree with you there. But I want to pick up on something you said because I love it so much. The disappointment you feel in yourself. Wow, that is so true. I think so many of us feel disappointed that we thought we'd do it better or we should be doing it better. And it is a sense of disappointment. I don't think I use that word often enough, but it's true. It is this... Ah, it's a real sadness. It's a disappointment that I don't think I'm doing a good job. Yeah, and I think before you're a mother, you think, oh, you know, they're going to be these lovely little babies and you'll be rocking them in the chair. And and yes, you do have those moments. Absolutely, you do. You know, like my son and I have the same eye colour and I look into his eyes and they're exactly the same as mine looking back at me. You know, that sort of thing is phenomenal but then also there's the middle of the night wake-ups and the Mm -hmm. you know all the reality of it as well and you get overwhelmed and you um I guess the constant questions and the noise and become I have anyway become very hypersensitive to all of those kinds of things and so then you start getting a bit cross because you're overwhelmed someone's asking you another question again and you're trying to (laughs) Think about everything else that you've got to do. So, um, yes, yeah. I agree. And what I love about you with the calls that we would do in our programs, um, one of my longer programs, we have Zoom calls where we can see each other and talk to each other and you could ask me questions and you could speak to the other mamas and it's a much more um, intimate group. I just love, I would love to share this with everyone. I hope this is okay, but Sarah... I'd be talking and I'd be sharing a concept and people would be agreeing and I loved it. You'd always be the one that I could see you kind of thinking and contemplating and then you'd uh, come on the call and say, I just don't know about that, Amy. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think that's going to, you know, you'd always question it. You took it all so seriously. I just remember I'd always see you really trying to understand. You had such a beautiful commitment to this, which... Um, I always admired. I loved that. Oh, thank you. I think the thing is, um, because it was kind of a lot of new concepts for me, mm. I remember one of the, in the Next Level program, one of the focuses was being the light. Mm. And I was trying to understand how I was being the light when I was getting 
cross about rice bubbles being stood on the floor or those kinds of realities of motherhood, I suppose. And I remember really rebelling against that concept because like, I don't feel like I'm the light. Are you, yeah, are you sure that I'm the light? <laughs> um, so, but I think that's where um, the healing and the learning begins is that you don't, um, until you start questioning, you can just think that, oh, I have to do it this way. I have to get up every morning early and do the meditation and the journaling and the yoga. And, and if you don't do that, then you start feeling like you're failing because you didn't get all the things done. And I remember at one point I emailed you and said, um, I just think I need to pull out of the Next Level program. I'm not committing to it. I'm not ready for it. And because I was doubting myself, I can't do it. And so I did. And I remember we had some email conversations back and forth saying, yeah, that's okay. Are you sure? And then we had another live call or, or something, I think, and I got reinvigorated. I'm like, no, I can do this. And so I got back in and obviously it was meant to be as well because I've continued and, and I am where I am now. Oh, I'd forgotten about that, Sarah. Yeah. I've forgotten. I'm so glad you shared that because we all get to that point where we're like, oh, it's not working. I don't think it's for me, whatever it is. And if we can push through that or not even push through that, feel it, acknowledge it and see what's on the other side of it, um, that's where the gold is. Oh, I'm so glad you shared that. I forgot all about it. Yeah, because I remember after that then you did a Facebook Live saying, I just want everyone to know that don't feel like you're falling behind. There is no, you know, falling behind. It's just you do what you can do within the restraints of what else is going on in your life and you just keep showing up to the best of your ability. And I thought, yeah, well, okay, let's sign me back up again. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Now, during the process of following my suggestions and using my tools and, and, you know, being the student that you were and printing things out and trying it my way, you also found your own way of keeping on track, which is why this story is so inspiring. I would often um, share affirmations or mantras or even just some things that I would say in a podcast or in a live call and you would do something with those sentences, wouldn't you? Can you share with everybody what you would do? Yeah, so I just I started printing out sentences or quotes, things that you had said or were in our worksheets or the, whatever the focus was for that week or that month and I would put them up on the fridge and obviously going to the fridge a lot day in your day to day and they would just always be there and it would just keep me on track I'd be like okay yep you've got this okay I can do it um, and then it was a great conversation starter as well for my husband to share with him what was going on um, and then once my kids got a bit older but, and you know they could they would ask me what they were about and I could explain to them and so I kept doing that and then I shared them in the, our um, Happy Mama Facebook groups and all the other girls were like, these are great and keep doing it and you're inspiring me. And so it was kind of just a lifeline. It was um, something that would keep me on track and focused on what we were trying to do in that particular time. And what I love about this is, you know, you hear something like a gratitude practice, you know, something like Oprah would do where you write down five things at the end of the day 
that you're grateful for. And not only does that help you see at the end of the day what you're grateful for, but it makes you throughout the day look for those things to be able to write down that night. And so what you were doing without even realizing it was constantly look for new quotes for the next week. So you're focusing your attention and your energy on finding the goodness, finding the inspiration, finding the quotes that would keep you on track, which is an absolutely amazing thing to be doing. Well, I think I was just lucky. They seemed to just jump out at me. It was like I was reading something and then it was just kind of highlighted and I'd put it down in the notes in my phone until I had time to sit at the computer and type it up. <clears throat> so um, it was kind of like this gift that was being given to me, um, just jumping out at me. So, yeah, it's cool. And I remember at one stage you stopped doing it because of busyness or whatever it was. And I remember you sharing in the group saying, I need to go back to my quotes. And that was a really great point where you realized how important this was to, for you to stay on track. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, things get busy and you fall off the wagon a bit, I suppose. You stop prioritizing yourself and what works. And sometimes even I would, if I wasn't feeling that great, I'd be like, oh, I'm just not doing it, you know, mm -hmm. and you get a bit stubborn. or. Um, but then you realize that things flow when you're showing up and you're doing the work and you're committing to what you need, I guess, as um, as a woman, as a person, and which then flows on to the rest of your family. So, yeah, continuing, picking it back up again, um, yeah, it just helps everyone. It does. And so now these little affirmations that you would write out for yourself or print out for yourself on your fridge has turned into a business. Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> From that moment two years ago. And so tell us about the Affirmation Farm. So um, uh, because the affirmations were helping me so much uh, with the focusing on what I was working on, really just it would change your mindset. You know, you'd see it on the fridge and you're like, right, yeah, okay. And I thought if this is helping me so much and the other mamas in our group, then maybe it's something that I could try to do a bit more professionally and share it with the wider community and help other people. So I started playing around late last year with a logo designer app that I downloaded to make a logo. So I decided to call it Affirmation Farm because we're living here on the farm and this is where I'm creating these wonderful affirmations and designs. So, yeah, over the following months, I started writing down affirmations in a notebook and I realised there were themes coming up, like sort of affirmations that went together in a group. So these have become the different packs in my range. So hope, inspiration, power, mother, of course. Um, and then I put all these, all the designs together and, and I'd sent a, a load off to the printers, that I, a printer that I found online. I thought I'll just print out a sample pack and see how it goes. And they came back and they looked so fabulous. Hmm. And I just thought, right, I'm going to find little pockets of time. The kids are outside on the trampoline or I get up a bit earlier than them or they might be watching a bit of ABC Kids and that's okay. And I just go tinker along. And it's been a, a, a slow process because, you know, I don't, I'm still running my own business as well, doing other things and the farm and the children, but I just find little pockets of time and, I've worked away on it quietly and, yeah, it's become 
Affirmation Farm and I'm selling on Etsy and it's been a really wonderful healing process. It's been a huge part of the healing of me as a woman because I'm doing something that I want to do and I'm being creative and honouring myself um, for once and prioritising myself and doing something that brings me so much joy. And hopefully the whole point is bringing joy and hope to other people. Uh, it just makes me emotional listening to you talk about it. It is the best story because as you highlighted and I'm so glad you did, it's a creative outlet and when we're consumed with all the other roles in our life, we need this as women. You know, it's just, it is a gift to yourself to be able to do this. It is a form of meditation and mindfulness. It is a form of self-care for you to sit down and create these. It, it, you do it for yourself in the end, don't you? Uh, absolutely. And I think I'm just, I, over the process, I'm absorbing all of these affirmations exactly. as, I, as I go. So, and then for them to come back from the printers and you look at them and think, wow, this, I created this from nothing. This is, yeah, it's an amazing feeling. And I just want to highlight to finish up that, you know, you might see these things like a card or a, a, simple, a simple little thing like a card that says you've got this and you think, oh, what difference is that going to make in my life? But it does. You know, having that on the fridge and reading it every time you go to get another kid, another snack and reading it and reading it to yourself, it rewires your thinking. It changes the way that you feel about yourself. That disappointment that we were talking about, it changes that. That's the best thing about this, Sarah. Uh, absolutely. And that's, um, that's where the power of affirmations are amazing. And I didn't have any interest or knowledge about them before I started your programs but they really you really can rewire your subconscious mind and shift your focus and, and change the way that you're thinking on that particular day or in that particular moment you know it might be you can start again right now and mm -hmm. you know it, it it really does help to turn your mindset around oh it really does and you've even got affirmation cards for teens now too don't you yeah, so um, my seven-year-old, we started putting, she was liking putting the cards up in her room and she can read now, obviously. So, um, yeah, she put bits and pieces up in her room and then um, she said to me one day, I could write some affirmations, you know, Mum. I'm like, oh, that would be really cool. So, and that's the thing, you're modelling this behaviour for them. Yes. So it's become, especially in my house, because there's affirmation farm cards all over the place, it's become part of their day-to-day -day life. So imagine if someone told you about this when you were young and you bring that through your whole life into adulthood. Um, it, yeah, it's amazing. So I said to her, well, maybe we need to start writing down some ideas for kids. So she helped me a lot with those concepts. So I've got packs for little kids and big kids and teens. and different themes obviously in each um, uh, depending on the age group but um, some cards about feelings like my son who was four at the time was um, obviously having a bit of a testosterone surge perhaps and he was feeling quite angry but he didn't really understand what that feeling was so we made some cards about that you know feelings and yeah so they've been amazing um, they're bright colorful pictures and uh, graphics and uh, even my three-year-old, we have one for her that says, uh, be the sunshine, not the thundercloud. 
Oh. <laughs> and she's so three, you know, she's got a lot of attitude and she'll be a strong, powerful woman when her time comes. But um, <laughs> she regularly can be the thundercloud. But she talks about it. She'll go, Mum, I'm trying to be the sunshine. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so it's amazing that she understands those concepts as a three-year-old. So, yeah, I think yeah, if we can help build that sort of resilience and empowerment into our children and model that behavior for them as they go on through their lives it's an an amazing thing to be able to do oh I could not agree with you more oh my goodness I am just so grateful you stood up at the back of that room all those years ago it was a total sliding doors moment because now not only have you changed your life and your family's life but you've got this product that goes in and helps mums and families and children change the way they feel about themselves. It's just amazing. I am so proud of everything you've done. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. I mean, we're, I have said this to you before. You're doing amazing things for women and mothers out there and um, it really is a life-changing experience. So um, keep up the good work. <laughs> And you too. We're doing it together now. Well, that's right. And that's the thing for all the mamas out there that are listening. Um, There are things that you can do and work that you can put in and just find small pockets of time. And you're not alone. There's so many women out there feeling the same way. Thanks so much, beautiful. Thank you very much, Amy. It was lovely chatting with you. Okay. I actually find it hard to sum up that interview. Can you imagine how it feels in my place right now to hear that story, to share that story with all of you? I don't feel like it was me or my programs that has guided Sarah to this place. I truly believe that when you're ready, the teacher appears. And that was exactly what happened in that moment, in that room with Lisa Cordaff two years ago. But I do really want each of you to hear that it does start with the tiniest steps. It starts with printing something out and putting it on the fridge. It starts with turning up to an event and asking a question. It starts with a simple meditation and continuously doing those important things. Just checking back in with yourself, reminding yourself, reading the affirmation again, will slowly but surely lead you to a place that you won't even recognize. I hope that that has been as inspiring for you as it was for me to share it with you today. Thank you for being here, beautiful mamas. Until next week, Satnam. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.